This talk is offered by Ordinary Mind Zendo. Ordinary Mind was founded by Barry Magid, Dharma heir of Charlotte Joko Beck, and is dedicated to her vision of a psychologically minded Zen practice adapted to the needs of American students practicing in the context of their everyday lives. Our public programs are made possible by donations from people like you. Three Buddhist teachers walk into a bar. A Vipassana teacher, a Zen teacher, and a Shambhala teacher. (laughs) The Vipassana teacher says, My vows do not permit me to drink alcohol. She orders a tea, which she proceeds to sip very, very slowly. (laughs) Zen teacher walks up to the bar, Bangs it with his fist, says, I'll have nothing. (laughs) The Shambhala teacher gets up, walks around the back of the bar, has sex with the bartender. does a joke like that tell us about our stereotypes or our pictures of what practice is, what teachers are, uh, what are the virtues and pitfalls in a particular style. Sometimes we have to take something to an extreme, the form of a joke, to really illustrate its essence. So the Vipassana teacher demonstrates a virtue of self-control, simplicity, mindfulness, certain asceticism perhaps. Are these virtues that you yourself wish to cultivate in your practice? How central are they to your idea of what you're doing here? What are their downsides? Well, one might be a uh, tendency towards uh, preciousness, um, somewhat otherworldliness, may not be the kind of person who's a lot of fun to go to a bar with. Zen teacher. What's the virtue displayed there? Well, there's a kind of um, grounding or certainty of standing firmly in the absolute, of having nothing lacking. There's nothing from the outside that is needed. Complete strength and autonomy. I have nothing. 
What's the downside of that? Well, perhaps arrogance or pretentiousness. A pretense in particular that uh, we have no needs outside of ourselves for anything or anybody. It's a fantasy of autonomous strength and self-sufficiency. Which of those virtues do you try to cultivate in your practice? Which one of those pitfalls are you most susceptible to? The third, the Shambhala teacher, master of crazy wisdom, well, certainly displays freedom lack of inhibition, a owning of uh, the reality of desire, those are good things. Pitfalls, perhaps a uh, obliviousness to uh, certain karmic consequences. a fantasy of being able to kind of um, move smoothly and uh, freely and perhaps in a superior way through life where other people are inhibited. He'll exhibit true freedom. There's a kind of arrogance or narcissism in that. Which one of those virtues do you cultivate in your practice? How much do you feel like practice is supposed to free you up, disinhibit you? Right? It's interesting that, uh, in a way, I grew up with both of those ends of the spectrum, practice both as strict discipline and practice as play, disinhibiting, and uh, Zen as freedom. Both both operate in our pictures of what uh, practice is supposed to be. I heard uh, recently from a friend of an old uh, Japanese teacher who, as he uh, got older, seemed to forget all about teaching, really seemed to forget all about Zen. All that was left was a smile. I like to think I'm heading in that direction. (laughs) but maybe not too fast. (laughs) 